So character is a word that sometimes gets thrown around or gets used and we want to examine what it is that we may wish to mean by that term. Now, obviously, we can mean anything we want by any term that we want. If we really want to, uh, we can name our pet goldfish if we have one character or we can mean by character uh, something that we might wish to designate otherwise by a term such as personality uh, or, or something like that. So we want to try to uh, tease out some distinctions uh, concerning reality that may be designated by the terms as opposed to simply thinking about the terms in their own self. So what about something like personality? Those two terms seem to be uh, swapped uh, for each other, at least, excuse me, on occasion. So uh, by personality, uh, we may mean the consistent uh, presentation that uh, another person has as it concerns uh, uh, at least oneself. Uh, that's my own point of view, and I can ask others how the person comes across uh, to them. And, and we see, consequently, that I may think of somebody as very friendly, but somebody else may think of the person, uh, the same person, as very mean. Maybe it's just a question of individual perception because we see that our own uh, uh, desire, skill, um, the, the way that we perceive things. For example, if uh, a psychologist wanted to do an experiment and said, I'm going to show you a video right now of a person doing something. Now, this person here is, is a sociopath that I'm going to show you. They're a real hard uh, criminal or, or bad guy or girl. And they show uh, me a video of uh, somebody. Right? And uh, this person might be doing something very nice, helping uh, an elderly age challenged individual across the street, feeding uh, uh, the food challenged, uh, petting kittens. And yet, if I already have uh, been told that, that's how I'm going to perceive the person as a sociopath. I'll interpret what they're doing as simply uh, lies or deceit or trying to get something from somebody. And it obviously could be just an experiment. It could be the nicest person in the world. But the knowledge that I have, the beliefs that I have concerning that person uh, influence uh, how I perceive them. On the converse, uh, if I firmly believe that somebody is a good person or is good at heart, even if I hear them yelling, even if I hear that they did something unacceptable, I'm liable to interpret it through uh, uh, the lens that I have of them. So it could be uh, concerning personality that uh, individual interpretations differ, or it could be that um, the, the way that uh, another person comes across to me varies from how he or she comes across, or uh, treats, excuse me, treats me varies to how he or she treats uh, somebody else. And a, a little kid asks, uh, how come uh, mommy, daddy, how come uh, a teacher, Mr. Miss So-and-so treated, today was take your kid to work day. How come uh, the, my teacher treated their kids so nicely and kissed them and hugged them and was nice to them and yet uh, she uh, or, or he yells at us so much and is so mean to us. Well, it's the different person and they're the uh, different personality. It wouldn't just be perception. It would be true. In one case, uh, I could be playing the role of a strict uh, educator. In another uh, case, the, the role of a stri or, or of a loving, excuse me, uh, parent. So it, it can vary. We would say that personality, uh, the, the way that uh, another person comes across to me, is is highly contingent on a, a variety of factors and the um, kind of uh, the, the profundity, meaning the depth and the reality of what to me appears as personality may be uh, uh, limited and we see in uh, 
super interesting um, cases that might not be so interesting for the person in his or her own self or those close to him or her, but for psychological investigation, it is admittedly interesting. Um, something called, say, multiple personality disorder, where a person, the same um, body, uh, in connection with that very bo same body, appear in variety of personas it could be two could be three in some cases possibly dozens each apparently with their own individual memory with their own individual personality to use that term and uh, with their own ways of acting with their own likes and dislikes and and fears and this and that and so we say obviously it can be faked but th this is an extremely well documented well studied uh, psychological phenomenon it's not always Faked. It's a real thing as, as far as uh, we possibly have reason to think, even if obviously somebody can just pretend like that without it being uh, genuine. But when it's genuine, it, it's pretty crazy. And consequently, we see that how deep can this personality be if it could change just like that? The very same, what would we say, body or, or the same person? But it seems to be different people, uh, although that might be a point we want to get to. But the very same uh, entity in connection with it there's so many different personalities nice mean this that and further we see again i'm in a bad mood my personality uh, might stink i'm hungry don't talk to me before i eat uh, i'm in a good mood my tummy is nice and full uh, i'm not in pain i can have the sweetest personality you get uh, on the wrong side of me you enrage me you cross me you do something against my interest likewise my personality can uh, be uh, can drastically change for the worse, uh, just like a, a sudden storm, right? Uh, a weather phenomenon. So we would say again that that's what something that we could say for for personality and people that are interested in improving their personality uh, may uh, consider how other people perceive them and then think about what modifications, at least behavioral ones, that can be made. For example, if uh, people keep telling me that I always bring the mood down in the room and I think about it and I ask people and I say maybe I'm always frowning maybe uh, I'm always grumpy maybe I'm very quiet uh, uh, when I should uh, speak up a little bit and I can work on that and I can remind myself smile and I don't be so grumpy uh, uh, say nice things say please and thank you I can work on my personality like that right? But what about character? Uh, what what uh, distinction do we wish to mean by that term? So here, um, we can kind of uh, suppose that irrespective of the facades that uh, I put on, irrespective of the personas that I play, I'm this to you, I'm that to you, and you and you, all kinds of different things, irrespective of my mood swings, and even ultimately irrespective of if I have multiple personality disorder, I might have dozens and dozens of different um, personalities. Irrespective of all of that, there is some sort of reality to me which is neither uh, entirely superficial, such as, again, uh, my, my hair, my makeup, and, and uh, my current mood, nor is it entirely objective and impersonal. For example, uh, we could say that, um, you know, there's reality, that there's truth. It's not necessarily any given perception, nor is it some kind of term that we naively and thoughtlessly may uh, uh, suppose to stand for ultimate reality, quote-unquote the universe, or quote-unquote space and time, and all of these things. Right? But there is something, there is some sort of truth, there is some sort of um, 
existence if we want to say that. And we would say that, again, the, the idea would go that there's some sort of reality to me that is neither or neither, however it's pronounced, that, uh, totally superficial. Simply, again, the, the states of, of my uh, mood and my body and, and my facial expressions and this and that. Nor is it totally impersonal, absolute reality. It's uh, But it is reality. But it is individuated. It's something unique to itself and that is different than uh, as it concerns other people, we would say. Uh, other such realities. Uh, right? And yet it is not super duper, um, uh, again, superficial and fluctuating. But what could that reality possibly be? So one interesting thing that we can say is that we may kind of live in the moment and we may never give it thought. And yet uh, serious students of human nature, human psychology uh, can uh, do a good job maybe of Tasting out of describing uh, a, a sort of arc, a sort of um, individuated uh, uh, movement uh, of, of, of oneself and a sort of progression. And we say that there's a logical connection, even if it's not, doesn't appear to be perfectly linear, but there's a logical connection between uh, uh, what I am, maybe at birth, but we don't need to go even that early because uh, it's a little tough to really get in the... Uh, get a good picture then uh, but let's say what I am at three what I am at four and what I am at 30 and what I am at 40 and what I am at 80 and what I am at 90 there's some sort of logical connection and what I am now can be traced back and its antecedents can be found in earlier stages of the one that I would say is me so for example um, the, the way that I'm socialized by the time that I'm three or four or five, right around that age, uh, the attachment styles that I develop, the extent to which I am held and, and talked to, and, and the affection that I'm shown by parent, parents, guardian, guardians, uh, whoever it may be, has a, a profound and, and possibly permanent impact on me, even then when I'm 100, I'm 120. The, what, what I then am, how I experience myself, stands in some logical relation with uh, myself uh, at that age and the experiences that I had. I say further that if I kind of um, put forth some effort as it concerns my development and I try to do something intentionally and not just have the ball rolling unconsciously and, and, uh, and thoughtlessly and I try to say work on uh, some sort of trait of mine, although that's what we want to get to character, not to put the cart before the horse, but I try to do something. Maybe I have a defining experience, such as I play a sport on a high level, or I serve in the military, or I really pay a price in a given skill, uh, whether it is to play an instrument or to be a chess master or to um, be a great... Um, any skill at all, something I do, I see that that changes me and the change uh, tends to be permanent if it's profound enough. I had a, a, a series of intense experiences, maybe when I was in my teens or early 20s. Again, if I'm lucky enough to be around 100 years later or so, I'm still that person that is still that has permanently molded me and, and changed me. So here we seem to find evidence that there is some sort of individuation to me, again, that is not very superficial and that is not absolute and completely impersonal. It's unique 
to me and it varies from other such individuations. So now going from there, we can then say postulate, uh, uh, kind of assume that as a postulate, that there is some individuality to me. And, and then what we said before, we can try to uh, play around with it a little bit and we can see that if I do put in genuine work onto this um, self of mine, and, I, and for example, I try to understand something differently. For example, I have a certain reaction. Uh, I have a certain reflex, reflexive way of, of uh, uh, being in the world, of relating to others, this and that. And I really intentionally, consciously work on it. I can change myself and I can experience reality in a profoundly different way. Excuse me. Ad infinitum, meaning without limit. So, for example, let's say that um, uh, a feature of mine is that I quit everything that I start. I, I, I've never had the motivation to finish something. Now I take that up. I, I kind of get past my vanity that I'm perfection incarnate. I take up this uh, aspect of, of myself and I say, I'm going to start this thing and I'm not going to quit. And no matter how hard it gets and I battle and I try and I fall and I get up and this and that. And if I succeed and I gain strength there and then I apply it again and again, I change myself. It's really an amazing thing and I remain changed insofar as I do. And and, and I do if it was uh, ad adequate and substantial and profound enough of a change. I see that maybe uh, I'm alienated from others. I feel disconnected. I'm too selfish. I'm, I'm immersed in my own desires and, and I simply don't find it in me to, to care even about the people closest to me. Again, I make it conscious. I work on it. Uh, I think about it. I ask people. I take notes. Whatever it takes, I try to serve people selflessly. I try to think about the reality of people other than myself. And then if I succeed in making a change, I've really changed myself. Just like a, a, a kid really changes within a vast normative range, barring some extreme kind of congenital maybe disabilities and this and that, a kid really does change from youth to old age or, or, or to adulthood. So it's the same thing. I can, obviously, that development is unconscious by and large, barring maybe with exceptional parents or guardians that, that could help out there. But usually it's completely and totally unconscious. It's a natural uh, kind of a development of this individuality, just like crystals grow and water flows, uh, selves develop in connection with the body, in connection with the temperament, in connection with experiences, in connection with personal attributes, and who's to say how many other factors. We never want to simplify things too much and narrow it down and say, oh, it's just quote-unquote nature, just quote-unquote nurture. Whatever factors there are, there are, and, and yet it's unconscious. It happens automatically, and all of a sudden, I'm this given self, and that self that I form into can be called my character. And the reason we would distinguish it from personality is that it is not as superficial as what I come across to you. It is not simply contingent on my inter or on another person's interpretation of me or on my given mood. The idea would be, or the theory or hypotheses would be, that there's a real, actual self that forms <laughs> by the way of myself just like I have a body and it's a concrete thing it's not theory I really have uh, I might have, be lucky enough to have two arms and two legs not everybody does but I really have at least some body parts right? I have at least probably a heart if not a heart replacement I have a body 
Same thing. I have a self and it's a real concrete reality. Albeit that it is invisible. It cannot be seen with the senses and I have to find out about it. And we see that that insight that there is a self, it's a major insight. And even if in, in say, the work of various poets and, and certain thinkers throughout the millennia, that idea has maybe found some showing. It's really maybe in just the past few centuries that the, the kind of in, in the mainstream thought, the, the self has been discovered. That again, just like I have a body, I have a, a psychological, to so say, self. I need to know how do we find out about it? All the methods of psychology, for example, I can talk about it. I can try to express myself and, and, and what I feel and what I think. My dreams can be analyzed according to certain psychological kind of techniques. I can take various tests. I can answer various questions. I can carefully observe how I react uh, to situations, what how things th and people make me feel, all kinds of things, but it's incredibly difficult, and especially because we have a thick veil usually of vanity and the self-images and a desire to be a certain way and our personality, uh, which can stand in the way of real self-knowledge because I think that I am uh, that which uh, I come across to you as, as opposed to something else. But all of these obstacles, if I could get past them, and can really engage in, in proper self-inquiry, I, I, I would find that it seems to, to follow, I would find that I have a real self just like my body. <laughs> and, and further, that just like I can get my body in shape, can lose weight, I can gain weight, I can become stronger, I can become more agile and more mobile. I, all these things, I can also work with myself and I can really truly change that my very kind of inner structure the the my inner being the way that i experience myself and this is imperative we would say because uh, uh this self that i am uh, it's invisible and yet all of reality is conceived in terms of it so for example if i take my own first hand point of view let's say that something is bothering me uh, I'm, I'm fearful of something I'm anxious about something. Is it so that I perceive just the given person as anxious out of all of the things in the world? Just like if I come across another person and the other person is anxious or, or worried, that's just one uh, kind of item in my in my life. Right? You're a person that's worried. I can uh, sympathize with you, but uh, I'm sorry to hear that. But there's other things. Let me check my cell phone. Let me go watch TV. Uh, goodbye, I have to go somewhere. Uh, this and that, right? And yet when I'm worried, or I'm d uh, distressed or depressed or something like this, I can't go anywhere. There's nobody else, right? I can't uh, uh, look away. I can try to distract myself, but I'm right here with myself. So a way to characterize that would be that all of reality, right? not just one thing. Again, there's a tree, there's a, a cubicle, there's a car, there's a, a kitchen and things in the kitchen, this and that, not just one item. But all of reality now is experienced, let's say, in a dark way if I'm feeling distressed and depressed, anxious and fearful. On the converse, uh, I'm in a good mood. All of a sudden, everything is good. All of reality is good, not just one single item. So we see this little invisible self, not necessarily so little, but this invisible uh, entity that we can call the character. My real character in everything, all of reality is, is modulated, so say, conceived in terms of it. And consequently, we find that if I work on my character in a genuine way, not just my personality, how I come across to you, but my character, 
in the deepest sense of the term. I will change all of existence and all of reality. And I could say it's just for me. And yet again, do I experience myself as just for me, as just the person? No, I am what there is. I grant that the same is so in connection with other bodies. Right? If I don't, then I, I need to work on that. That could be part of my character development. The same is so in connection with each and every body. Uh, and yet, each and every person is everything that there is to him or herself. And all of reality is conceived in terms of that invisible character we might uh, uh, propose. So again, somebody is... Um, a baby, or the term baby would refer to a given stage of development. All of reality is, is baby reality. Somebody is a, a teen. All of reality is teen reality. Somebody's an adult, and that, that's a very general term, and so is teen, and baby, not so clear. Uh, but let's say somebody is a, is a mentally healthy adult, and, and things are decent. All of reality is like that. Somebody is, is a, an adult struggling with mental illness, and again, depression, unfortunately, all these kinds of things. Uh, and all of reality is like that. So it's worth it, right? If I want to change uh, uh, the world, quote unquote, I shouldn't necessarily ignore the uh, the one to whom all that change would come across. That's exactly who I should change. I should dig up this invisible character of mine, this invisible self of mine, identify it, find it, bring it to light as much as I can, and then begin to work on it. And as it concerns how we work on our character, that's a, could be a whole nother discussion, but uh, a guiding principle might be that uh, our mind has something to do with it. It's it's uh, it, the, the relation between the, the intellect and intellectual understandings uh, and uh, things other than it, such as emotions and instincts, isn't necessarily crystal clear. And yet we say, for example, that uh, without any knowledge of the stomach, I get hungry. And without any knowledge of my nutritional needs, I get hungry. Without any knowledge of the fact that scholars will clarify just how the body needs oxygen and the lungs work and this and that. If I hold my breath, I, I, I will want to breathe. I don't need to know why. It just will happen. I don't need to know the function of sleep. In fact, it continues to be a mystery far as it seems. Nobody's entirely clear as to why we need sleep. And yet we can bet that there is some kind of uh, necessity to sleep just like there is to food and just like there is to water and to oxygen and all of that. And yet I'll get sleepy without knowing the reason. We might never know the reason. We'll keep getting sleepy uh, in light of uh, different supplements for some time stimulants this and that right so we say that there's an intellectual reason why I need food I can explain it calories energy intake uh, usage this and that and yet it's kind of converted into uh, either um, a feeling of self-satisfaction or a feeling of self-nullification into a non-intellectual experience as in, it may be had in connection with hunger or in connection with satiety, meaning being full. Right? So uh, it, would, it might follow that uh, my character is a product of intellect, but not in a verbal pedantic senses and i say okay i'm a nice person that that's what it is i'm this or that it's in some kind of mysterious deep sense uh, somehow uh, my experiences are uh, kind of understood and, and cognized and, and converted into into that uh, invisible reality called character for example how do i know when i'm a little kid uh, how much care and attention and love i'm receiving think about it how do we know how do i know does a rock know 
right? Like, am I, how do I know? Somehow I know. It's, it's a question of, of mind, it would seem, if we want to use that term. It's a question of intellect, and then it somehow gets mysteriously converted into who I become. How do I know that, um, on a more negative side, let's say a clown is scary relative to me as a little kid? Did somebody teach me? Something scares me, whether it's a clown or thunder or lightning. Something scares me. How do I know? And how is it then possibly converted into a trauma, into some kind of... Uh, um, uh, kind of a complex that might have it showing many decades later. Uh, I'm a, uh, I'm 100 years old. I'm scared of the water. I have no idea why. Upon inquiry, I find that maybe the journal of uh, 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 my mother, father, uh, little um, Bob, little Bill, little Jane, little Alice, uh, almost drowned on this day, three or four years old. Almost a century later, I'm terrified of the water. How do I know that I should have been? terrified of the water when I was that young and how can how do I know now it's, it's, it's crazy it's really a mystery but it seems to be uh, or it seems to involve something that we can call the intellect and further we see that if I talk through uh, my issues and I elaborate exactly or I try to uh, what I feel and, and I try to figure out why I feel it and I talk about it that that really can change me also really an amazing discovery probably of the 20th century something that could be called Talk therapy or the talking cure that I can sit or stand or lay as on a, a psychoanalytic couch and, and talk and I'll change if I do it successfully and if, if things go well and I can change just from talking. How? And that might imply that again, there's an intellectual base to myself and, and to my psychology. And if I can change my understandings, if I can really reach in there with my conscious uh, uh, radiosynative meaning reason. Uh, with my reason, I can really reach in there and reconfigure the way that I conceive the world and the way that I understand myself and the way that I understand others and the way that I understand my purpose and my meaning and my mission, all these different things. Uh, 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 then I can really profoundly and permanently change myself. But that's just an idea. The bottom line would be that character is distinct. We want to distinguish what we mean by the word character from what we wish to mean by the word personality. Personality comes and goes. Uh, some people have multiple personalities. Some people come across as very different to different people. And yet by the word character, we mean some kind of substantive, profound, lasting reality to myself that is neither superficial, nor is it uh, entirely impersonal and absolute. And yet we would say it is real. And it can be changed. And if I change it, all of reality, all of existence for me, being that that is how I experience things and not just as one object out of many, as other people are to me, all of reality can be changed. Bottom line, it is worth it to work on our character. So let's do it. Thank you for listening.